Support for this podcast and the following message comes from Slack. Millions of people in hundreds of thousands of companies rely on Slack to get their work done. For them, Slack is where all the people and tools they need to work are gathered, where ideas form, evolve, and reach fruition, where plans are proposed, documents exchanged, expenses approved, travel booked, and deals signed off, where decisions are made and consensus is reached, where the humdrum becomes the easily done, Slack, where work happens. Visit slack.com forward slash silicon slopes and sign up now to get $100 in credits toward a future upgrade. Welcome to the This is the Place podcast, a Silicon Slopes production. I'm Meg Walter in studio today with Chris Raw. Hello, 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 hey, hello. Hey, Chris. How are you? Pretty good. How are you doing? I'm good. You're visibly pregnant. I'm visibly pregnant, which is fun. It's better than not visibly pregnant because when you're not visibly pregnant, people just think you're gaining weight. Mm, and they don't know how to approach the subject. Yeah. That's why I was in the start. Really? I'm all, oh, do I step in? Do I like see if she needs help? Do <laughs> she, I buy her chocolate? What do I do? Like, which way do I go? She clearly do I needs indulge an her? Do I inter- intervene? <laughs> Where do I go? <laughs> uh, what's new? All sorts of things. Everything's new. We're coming up on Pioneer Day, holiday celebrating the Your brave favorite <laughs> holiday. Celebrating, <laughs> celebrating my favorite type of people, the pioneers. Now that we have people that listen to this podcast, I don't think we can do the same thing we did last Pioneer Day. <laughs> Which was pretty nuts. Yeah, uh, we did a Pioneer-themed episode. As Pioneers. Where tech and Pioneers intersect. <laughs> yeah, we were Pioneers. I forgot about that. Uh, probably not great. Probably our finest hour and also our most volatile hour. Absolutely. We will not be repeating it this year. <laughs> I might wear like some nice slacks and, a, and one of those frilly Pioneer shirts into the studio, but that won't help anybody who's listening to I'm going to wear a bonnet for sure. You will wear a bonnet normally, so that won't oh, be anything. That's true. That won't be any different than what I normally wear. Correct. Um... So, we have some pretty incredible stuff coming from Silicon Slopes, though. Oh, tell me all about it. Ever heard of Silicon Slopes Tech Summit? Mm. Only the biggest, most insane, most prestigious, coolest tech event in the entire Western United States, nay, the world. Whoa. At least Utah. That even better That's than those like EDM dance festivals in Sweden? Not, not better than oh. those. As soon as we start incorporating acid and like really really exotic dances into Tech yeah. Summit, then yeah. we'll have arrived. Until then, we're going to have to settle for being the second coolest event on planet Earth. But guess who's involved this year, Meg? Tell me. So it's going to be happening in January. It happens every year, right? So January 2019, Silicon Slopes Tech Summit 19. You get the picture. Sure do. We have a presenting sponsor. <gasps> That's exciting. It's NASDAQ. Like the stock people? Uh, you, the biggest stock market aficionado that I know. Yes, I am an expert. You're the only stock market expert. I'm a, I'm I know. a day trader. You, you essentially work at like Wells Fargo as a Wells trader. <laughs> that's where you would work in my mind. <laughs> yes, that's my real job. I do this for fun. I just come in day to trader slopes. on the weekends, <laughs> Silicon Slopes on the weeks. <laughs> no, the Nasdaq has stepped in as our presenting sponsor. We're going to be ringing the Nasdaq bell on stage. Do you Are know you that? serious? Oh yeah, heck yeah. I you and me, won't I mean. Be there. Oh my gosh! No, I'm gonna be home. Let me with guess, a you're baby. freaking pregnant. I'm pregnant. Oh, baby! Sorry. You'd rather have a baby than ring the Nasdaq bell. You could have a baby anytime. Do you want me to bring my two-week-old baby? 
I want you to get your baby to ring the bell. Oh, there we go. Most talented baby ever. Can you imagine a worse parenting move than taking a brand new baby to a conference with like 20,000 people? That's what they do. The in those, germs. That's what they do in those Sweden EDM festivals. That's and we're true. aspiring to be I, that. I'm a bad mom for not giving my baby Molly. Now that I Have think you about seen it. how many two-month-old, two two-week-old, two-days-old even? <laughs> Let's just go back to the beginning. Have you seen how many two-day-olds are at those EDM festivals on acid? That Unbelievable amounts. if there's one thing I want to do after giving birth, it's go to a dance festival. Yeah, the kids these days are getting weird. Yeah. The moms are getting even weirder, as you can attest, because you absolutely. are bringing your baby to ring the NASDAQ bell. I feel like we're getting a little <laughs> off the rails here. Tell me more about NASDAQ's sponsorship. Uh, I just want to ring the bell. Oh, well, that's fair. Well, this isn't a podcast subject. This actually should be taken off air into our team meeting, but I but want to know who, who I can approach to ensure that I am the bell ringer. President, I have a strong... President of NASDAQ, Have you seen how assume. strong my right arm is? So strong. I could bicep curl at least 30 pounds, and I'm being dead serious. You're like Popeye. 30 pounds? Yeah. No, for sure. Have you ever lifted 30 pounds? Never in my life. <laughs> That's quite the impressive feat. Uh, so NASDAQ's going to be involved. We're excited about it. A lot of people are going to be coming on board this year at Tech Summit, and as this event gets bigger and bigger, we expect more very intriguing names to get involved. So stay tuned, right, Meg? Absolutely. Stay this tuned. Is like, good work. This is like a good HBO miniseries, so, week by week. This and, is essentially sharp objects right now. Are you? Minus the arm scratching. I haven't watched it yet. <laughs> Two episodes of Sharp Objects are out as of this recording, uh-huh. and I am all into it. Really? But I just love the atmosphere slash feel of the show is like it's right Gothic, up my right? alley. Yeah. The way that it's edited, the music, everything, it's just right up my alley. I don't think, it's definitely not for everybody. It is dark. Is it darker than True Detective? Yes. Wow. Really? I would say so. Through two episodes. So we have to see. Ooh, it's dark. It's it's dark. Uh, it's dark. But I'm I'm in it. I'm in on it through two episodes. All right. So speaking of other events that are similar to Sweden EDM festivals, Plural mm-hmm. Site Live is happening. Yes, which that's going to be huge. Malala is coming, which is very cool, right? Malala's speaking. She's the keynote, which oh, is freaking amazing. awesome. Yeah. Bleachers, who's a band that I just found out I'm in love with on Spotify. You just now heard Bleachers. Uh, I just discovered them less than two weeks ago. That's crazy. You were there the moment that I found out that they were coming to Plural Site Live, and I got very excited. Your reaction was out of proportion, I would say. <laughs> very rude. I'm a passionate person, <laughs> and I carry my passion on my sleeve. And I am angry that you would bring that I up. I apologize. Other people are excited for Plural Site Live, entrepreneurs specifically. Do you know why, Meg? Because there is going to be a pitch competition. Let's go and pitch your idea. It's called the Plural Site Create the Future Awards. And it's a pitch competition. $50,000 are on the line. So they are currently accepting applications for people who have a startup or an idea. You can apply through August 1st. They will whittle those down to a group of finalists that will pitch at Plural Site Live before venture capitalists, people that are there, live audience, blah, blah, blah. You know the drill. So people can go and apply for that. And it's a good opportunity to get recognition. If you are chosen as a finalist, you'll also receive free travel and tickets to Plural Site Live. So you can go and watch Bleachers, you can go and listen to Mala, and you're in business, right? Awesome, yeah. So that's the lowdown on events. On the actual news side of things, Tell Jump. Me. Yeah, Jump. Jump, go JJ. Ahead and Jump. U-M-P-P, Jump Around, Jump Around. Mm-hmm. That's what I always think of mm-hmm. when I think of Jump. Mm-hmm. They started less than two years ago at Sleepy Ridge Golf Course. That has to be the hardest place on earth for a startup company to begin, right? Absolutely. There's a lot of crossover between startup folks and golfers. You would know. 
I currently am both of those things. A crossover. You're the human embodiment of that crossover. I'm the embodiment of a lot of things. And yes, that is at the top of my list. But if I was working on a golf course, do you know how much work I would do? Zero. Zero. I currently on a scale of zero to 100, I do two. Mm-hmm. Two out of 100, mm-hmm. I would do zero. Mm-hmm. But against all odds, jump came rip roaring at a Sleepy Ridge golf course to the point where now they've raised $3 million from Arthur Ventures. They've moved to Thanksgiving Point. They have almost 50 employees. I spoke with Chad Ingram, their founder and CEO, and wrote about him on the website. So you can check it out, SoconSlopes.com. More information there. And that's the rundown, Meg. How do you feel? I feel good. You feel exhausted? You feel rejuvenated? Reinvigorated? Are you pregnant? I'm visible. I couldn't even tell. So, and by way of tech news, Elon Musk is losing his mind. Yeah, or I think, so it would I think seem. Elon Musk lost his mind a long time ago. I it's think we're getting the like public apparent. playing out of it right now. <laughs> so this has been building for a while. It's like when right? you watch a movie and they foreshadow everything in the first like 10 minutes, but you don't really pick up on it. And then in the last 10 minutes, you're like, wow, that blew my mind. Then you rewatch yeah. the movie and you're like, oh, no, that didn't no, blow my mind. I knew all this was coming. Actually, like how Steven was totally surprised by the end of Big Little Lies. But then he was like, oh, like you go back <laughs> and you're like. Oh, that's exactly correct. Just like that. So Elon Musk, I mean, he's been doing weird stuff. It like came out that he was dating Grimes, which doesn't make any sense because he's like twice her age and that's gross. And then he's like very anti-labor unions, which I don't really know enough about to like weigh in on that. Uh-huh. However, over the weekend, he said that because he like offered to send a submarine, right? Yes. To... Rescue the Thai boys trapped in the cave. Right. A bunch of Thai boys were trapped in a cave for weeks. Yeah. And it was awful. Huge, huge thing. Yes. Um, And so kind of after the fact, he was like, oh, I can send my submarine. And they're like, we got it. Thanks, though. He started touting it. As the thing was unfolding, he started touting himself as, we can build a submarine that will get into this weird cave system and be able to rescue these boys. Which everybody who was there was like, no. And the guy who actually orchestrated the entire rescue, who was some, like, apparently he's some Thai cave master. Yeah. Who, like, had 20-year knowledge base of this particular set of caves. He was like, oh, it's impossible for something that is rigid in any way, shape, or form to get to where they were at because all of, like, these narrow crooks and alleys and I don't even know what you want to call them. But you couldn't finagle something that rigid through that besides, like, a human body that could contort in all these random weird ways, right? Right, right, right. Or like Elastigirl or something. Mainly not a submarine is what I'm getting at. So they successfully rescued the boys without the use of Elon Musk's submarine, which is great news. Yes. But then Elon Musk goes on like this Twitter tantrum, calls the guy who orchestrated the rescue a pedophile. Really strange. Because he's not Thai. He's like, I think he's British or English. Um, And he was in Thailand and he like... For some reason, that makes him a pedophile. It was like, an incredibly it makes no strange. Sense. Not only was it an incredibly strange insult, after he said it, somebody comments on it because it's via tweet that he does this. Yeah. And somebody's like, pedophile? And he doubled down on it. He's like, yeah, I guarantee you check it out. I to mean, the point where I'm like, what are you talking about? There's things you can call people that are like, ouch, that kind of hurts. And like, that's not true, but whatever, you're angry. Pedophile's pretty bad. Pedophile's like, so weird. That's the worst thing you could accuse someone of being. <laughs> That's such an intense accusation. What is he doing? Here's the most intense part of it. He's accusing a guy who orchestrated this really heroic rescue of a bunch of young boys in Thailand. 
of being a pedophile because he actually helped this situation and saved a bunch of lives. Because Elon Musk didn't get to use because like, he his didn't, toy. He didn't, he didn't grab this six-foot submarine and try to use it to get these boys out. It's really bizarre. It's insane. But it's kind of emblematic of the tech guy problem. Tell me more about which the is tech the guy top problem. of. So what comes to mind is Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg and people of that ilk. Yeah. Who love the fact that they have a lot of power and love the fact that they have a lot of creation capabilities at their disposal, right? Mm-hmm. So Elon Musk, who I'm sure is a very smart guy, he has all sorts of brain power and manpower at his disposal to the point where they could create a submarine that could go and do whatever, right? That's right, really cool. Right. Like they shoot rockets into space all the time with SpaceX, you name it. Yeah. The problem is that's great for you personally, but then I don't know if they feel left out or they feel like people look down on them morally because they're not trying to help other people out. And so they try to insert themselves into a conversation like this Thai rescue where it's like, oh, you think you can rescue him? No way. I can come and save the day. And he goes so overboard with trying to help out that it's even more detrimental to like his image as a person than if he just had done nothing and made a submarine on his own and floated around in the ocean in it just to be like, this is fun. I'm in a submarine. I mean, but it doesn't feel like he was actually trying to help. He wasn't. And that's the point. It's like, I want to reap the benefit of putting forward this technology that helps people. And then when it doesn't help people or when people are like, that's not realistic. I don't want that. You throw this tantrum saying you're a pedophile. Right. Like that's the strangest, most childlike reaction to the situation. Childlike is exactly the word. It's like a tantrum, right? Absolutely a tantrum. So I don't know. I don't know even what to do. But it goes back to people like that. Yeah, it goes back to the thing of you don't have to tell me that your technology is helping humanity. It's going to save us and it's going to do these things. If it's not, it's not going to bother me as a human being. Just don't tell me that. When Mark Zuckerberg comes and says, Facebook, it's going to bring people together. It's going to do this and this. And I'm sitting there looking at it, doing the exact opposite and going, no, I'm literally watching evidence that goes contrary to what you're saying. Just don't say that. I don't care. If you want money on your own, if you want to make this empire and get rich and your family's rich for all of time, great. Go for it. I'm not going to judge you for that. I just I just don't want to hear about how you're helping me. And actions speak so much louder than words, right? Like, send the submarine. Rescue the boys. They were in there for a long time. You had a chance to, like, do if it was going to work. You should have done it before. It's not helping. You're saying now that you could have saved them But you didn't. Of all the weird things to throw a tantrum about, trying to get involved with this incredible rescue mission that went successfully without your help, throwing a tantrum about that is so asinine to me. And just It is like 10 out of 10 on the asinine scale. I know. I just, I wonder if like the Model 3 rollout just isn't going his way and if he's just... He's been doing strange stuff lately. Spiraling. The whole Tesla thing where it was one of the self-driving Teslas rammed something at like 60 miles an hour and the lady who was inside it, it broke her like her leg or her foot. Yeah. And everybody's like, well, this is kind of problematic that this self-driving car can also wreck, which obviously that's going to happen. It's in the same way that anybody wrecks in a car. Right. But everybody threw a hissy fit about it. And Elon Musk's response, instead of being like, well, yeah, we're working on this, that, he's like, well, she only broke her leg. (laughs) (laughs) Which is also pretty far down on the list of empathetic responses to somebody who just probably went through a traumatic experience in one of your vessels. But whatever. I don't know. He's in a strange place, I think. Not great. Tech guys, if you want to make profits for yourself, go for it. Just don't say the opposite. You don't have to. You don't have to feel obligated to say anything about what you're doing. You just don't. Don't go on Twitter. Don't talk about it publicly. Don't do anything. Here's my advice for most of humanity. Okay. Delete Twitter. Delete everything. Delete any platform that lets you express your opinion in a matter of seconds because that's dangerous. Correct. And you're going to regret it. 
Do you think they should make a social media platform? It could be called Ticking Time Bomb. And when you're in a moment of passion, you send your tweet or whatever it is, and it stays in there for like 24 hours and marinates. And then you have the option of sending it in 24 hours. But you can't possibly post it without 24 hours of leeway. Because how many things do you actually want posted after the fact? Hmm. In 24 hours time, I'm saying. That's tough. Yeah, it's like Nearly when, nothing. when Michael Scott thinks he wants to adopt a baby. And Pam's like, it could take a while. She's like, it could take months. <laughs> and he's like, I don't know if I'll even want a baby in six months. Think of any decision you make in your life. 24 hours later, you regret it almost 98% of the time. At least I know I do. Yeah. Anyway. I regret being on this podcast and I've only been here for 20 minutes. Elon Musk. <laughs> Elon Musk. Pull, pull sheep up, dude. Be better next time, in the words of LeBron James. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's going on in Utah? Tell me what's weird. Meg, we have an incredibly chill moose on the loose. Is this the same campus where the Hawks were attacking? No, that's what's so amazing. Wow. So essentially, each of Utah's collegiate campuses is being inhabited by a different form of wildlife, which is pretty cool. Yeah. A while back, we had Hawks. They're still down at Dixie. They've just taken over wing of campus. Now we have a moose at University of Utah. Moose are super cool animals. But they're dangerous. They're very dangerous. Most moose are dangerous. This moose... Sounds like the most chill moose on earth. So everybody freaks out because it's there hanging out. What does it do? What is the only thing the moose does while it's there? Smokes pot. Smokes pot. Gets some Taco Bell. Mm -hmm. Hangs out of the quad. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do they have a quad there? (laughs) I've never been. I don't know. It does the equivalent of moose smoking pot, which is eating shrubs. Oh, really? And it meandered around a plaza. Is this a female or a male? We don't know. But it weighed 800 pounds. How do we not know? If it's a male, it's got the big antlers. If it's a female, it doesn't. It's a male, according to the picture I'm looking at on Whoa. KSL. Freaking pothead male taken over <laughs> campus. Came to class stoned, lost its way, drank out of the campus pool. <laughs> no, it went, it went to the library. Right outside the library it went, and it just hung out and ate shrubs. That's all it did. That's amazing. And everybody's like, well, this is really scary. It's an 800-pound moose. What are we going to do? And it was there for six hours. It was there the whole night. Wow. Until officials came and tranquilized it at 7 a.m. and took it back to the mountains. What a great moose. It just wanted to learn, though. It's a wishbone. It's, I don't know what that is. You know, the show about the Jack Russell Terrier who was also a literature expert and would. Re- I, I'm already in. I don't know about <laughs> it, but I'm in. Watch wishbone. Well, I'm in. <laughs> so, wishbone would, with like. Actors reenact Wishbone the dog, a real dog. Oh, it's a real dog. It's okay. a real dog who does not speak. Would be like the main character in all of these classic literary tales. So it was Wishbone and Romeo and Juliet. Well, so Wishbone <laughs> the dog is Romeo. And there's like a woman playing Juliet. What was this on? Where PBS. was this? What are you talking about? Oh, when was this? Oh my gosh. It was when we were probably fifth, sixth grade. How smart was this dog? So smart. Did it learn all the lines? Uh, yes. <laughs> it was a really good dog. It spoke in old Shakespearean. Um, and it did like it did everything. It did like Phantom of the Opera and like. Did it sing? No, there was no singing. Okay, so it was more like it was really into acting, but not yeah. maybe the verbalizing. But of like things. all the classics, they covered all classics. How was Wishbone so smart? How was Wishbone, Wishbone so smart? He read. 
He went to university and he got his English degree. See, that's what saddens me about this whole moose thing. Maybe this moose is following the footsteps of Wishbone. Trying to turn its it life was heading down to the library. It's like, man, quit pot. I've been hanging out in the mountains smoking weed for years and years. My whole family's down on me. I just want to learn, man. I want to go and make a PBS television show that people talk about on podcasts years after the fact. And here we are. And now it's getting tranquilized and sent back to its pothead place. It's going to be just sitting there eating Doritos for all the time. What? Man, America's broken. Man, America's keeping the pothead moose down. And it always has, honestly. Think back to the start of our country. It's always been doing that. It's been oppressing moose for millennia. Don't you think that the moose should be a mascot for something in Utah? Oh, is it not? No, it's not at all. A moose yeah, is a great mascot. It should. Absolutely. They're like strong and they're smart and they're scary. fierce. They're scary. But then they can be chill too. They embody all the things they that we like want to be as people. They love golfing. They're into startups. Yeah. There are moose who are going to be pitching at that plural site pitch competition. I'm being dead serious right now. That's breaking news on this Here, podcast. Here's more breaking news. Okay. Uh, the moose is now the official mascot of Silicon Slopes. It's the official mascot of the decided. This is the Place podcast. I just decided right now. I can't wait till our next logo comes out and there's just a random moose by the Silicon Slopes emblem. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> that I'm really going to get a moose amazing. tattoo. Every high school who's thinking of a stupid name that's not Phoenix's, it's first it should be Phoenix's, but second, moose. Phoenix's is so good. Phoenix's is good. What do you think their cheers are like? Phoenix's. <laughs> do I need to like do it right now? I need a little time to workshop. <laughs> rhymes with penises. <laughs> There's only one road this can take us, Megan. It's not a road that I'm willing to take on this podcast. Uh, tell me about these drones. <laughs> so a lot of people know George Mattis. He's a very young entrepreneur. I've written about him on our website. He started Till Drones, which is a drone company, right? Yeah. But he's like this super smart mastermind. He started making drones when he was like 10 years old. I'm being dead serious. And now he's like 20, I think, right? And he currently, he still is the CEO of Till Drones. They've been making a lot of waves nationally. But he's like trying to do just random things with drones because he's a drone guy, you know? Okay. So he has the COO of his company. His name's Billy McGuire. And he's like, oh, man, I want to go pull a prank on him, right? Yeah. So Billy leaves his house. What does he do? He's like, ah, I'm going to toilet paper his house. Pulls his drone out and toilet papers the house with the drone. Whoa. I have two things. Okay. Number one, when do we arrive at a place where we do nearly everything with drones? About five years ago. Oh, no, no, no. We haven't even come close to reaching. I'm saying like oh. almost all of our random tasks are just performed by drones. Rather than like, oh, Meg, I need you to go run this errand. You're like, I'm just going to have my drone do that. Sounds amazing. It sounds sweet. Yeah. As long as they don't fall out of the sky and hit people in the face like they did that poor lady in Salt Lake. It sounds great. That was so sad. That was very sad. Did we ever find out what happened there? Oh, no. The drone hit and run. It was a drone hit and run. And the drone has not answered for its crime. Very Freaking shameful. robots, man. Freaking robots. Don't you just want a drone that goes and does all of your stuff? Yeah. Oh, I got it. think it'll feed my family. Oh, absolutely. It'll be like a bird. It'll chew up the food and spit it into your kids' mouths. Awesome. That would be perfect. Why do you not want that? What are we talking about? What's the story? (laughs) How high are you? Speaking of high people on this podcast. I'm just very pregnant, Chris. We do not condone pregnant people smoking pot, but for some reason, Meg has gone and done that before this podcast. What is, what is, so what? Where are you? I'm trying to figure out. Do we out. need to talk about like you as a person? Are you okay? Out. Can I help? What do I need to be doing to help you better engage with the world at large? Okay. I'm not even saying to live. I'm just saying like, what do I need to do to get you to register that there are other things that are happening currently? It's been a long day. Okay. So he used a drone to toilet paper someone's house. Why do we toilet paper houses? Because it's funny. Why? Uh, it's not funny. It's fun. It's not fun. 
It's stupid. It's, it's not fun. fun. No, it's not fun. Throwing you know a roll fun? of toilet paper is very satisfying. No, no, it's not. Do you know what's fun? Throwing what? an egg because it cracks and no. breaks and it feels great. Throwing a roll of toilet paper is not fun and it takes a freaking long time and you're just throwing it over and over. It's not fun. Even if a drone's doing it, it's not fun. That is a prank that needs to go away. How did the drone do that? <laughs> if it can chew up food and spit it in your baby's mouth. Does it mouth, like it have can... claws to grab? It manufactured the toilet paper inside of its belly oh, and it's distributed like it like a dispenser. Polaroid. It was sweet. It was like a Polaroid. Gotcha. It was easy. Freaking easy. Well, that's exciting. That's where we're at. I just wanted to kind of talk about drones, but apparently you didn't hear me talk about that entire story, so now I don't have a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> One-sided conversation over here, folks. That's what we could call This Is The Place podcast from now on. It'll just be me on there with Meg going, <laughs> oh, so let me get this straight. <laughs> Uh, How have we been doing this for a Wishbone year? Wishbone <laughs> was in Shakespeare? <laughs> but seriously, go back and watch Wishbone. I feel like you missed out on an essential part of childhood. I could be on air with a legitimately high person, and it would be substantially less weird than me currently doing this with Meg. <laughs> and I mean that from the bottom of my heart. <laughs> this has gotten so strange. The faces and the emotions that you've displayed have really just like, I don't even know how to describe them. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Rate and review. <laughs> Out of the pity of your heart, go and give us a five-star review for Meg. Guys, I'm so pregnant. Meg is insane right now. Thanks for listening, everybody. She forgot how to use the cough button. This is insane. I just had to cough. <clears throat> Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of This is the Place podcast. Go back and watch Wishbone. I assume it's available somewhere. Oh, it's available everywhere. Amazon. All over. Ev- everywhere. <laughs> Instagram. Who cares? Go anywhere. We will see you next week. Yes, we will. Okay, bye. Best job ever. You won't be the first person at Solution Reach to say that. Not even the second. Go check them out at www.solutionreach.com forward slash careers. They're always looking to add new talent to the team, and it's a team that's truly making a difference in healthcare, better connecting patients to their providers. Not to mention the awesome new building they've got, free CrossFit and yoga classes, the whole nine yards. Visit www.solutionreach.com forward slash careers, check out the open positions listed, and hopefully you'll join the growing list who are saying, best job ever.